It's like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke. And with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And uh, we're a little more somber than usual because uh, we're in the midst of a pandemic, folks. And I'm, I'm pretty sure we're not the first you've heard of it. And if we are, what are you doing? How are you staying away from all of the information? Because it's it floods my feed. Oh, right. I saw that he was like in Egypt or something like um, for 12 like, days. We've been talking isolation. about this since like December, November. People have been talking about this. Yeah, he's he's something. Else, he's a boy. tool. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> He um, is. <laughs> yeah, if anyone meets that criteria, that's probably the best uh, description. Um, this is the last episode, folks, of Phoenix Rising. Uh, this is the last of the River Phoenix movies. Next month, um, for April, uh, a month that we were originally going to be doing the movies of Brittany Murphy, um, for two reasons we've decided to change that. One, uh, it would have been the third month in a row where we were looking at a deceased act- actor or actress's body of work. And given the pandemic, it feels a little too dark. And then, two, the movies that we had not seen of Britney's Mur- Britney Murphy's were either hard to get or didn't sound like they were worth our time and maybe why we had already skipped them. And we kind of went through that with Anton Yelchin's movies. A couple of them weren't so good. Um, so we've decided to switch next month's theme instead of uh, Murphy uh, Murphy's Law, I think is what I was calling it. Um, we are now calling it uh, uh, one we've done before, a small screen, where we're going to be looking at services with stream movies, which makes a lot of sense because right now, if you're stuck at home like we are, we're self-quarantined, social distancing and all of that, um, the streaming services are our best friend right now because that's where we can watch uh, new content, older content that maybe is getting re-released. It seems like they're releasing a lot of stuff. So uh, we'll be announcing what movies uh, we're going to be watching for next month uh, on Letterboxd and our social media. So follow us there. Um, we'll get more into that at the end of the episode. For this, ep- the very last episode of Phoenix Rising, we're going to be talking about um, I Love You to Death. And before we get into that, uh, I don't think we're going to spend a whole lot of time talking about what's been going on because there's not a lot other than what we've been watching, I think. Um, some of it may be too personal, and it, the world's a little scary and dark. So right now, um, yeah, Corey, how you doing outside of the, the darkness of our our reality? I'm just thinking about how sweet it's going to be when I finally get to go kayaking or I finally get to go back to the movie theater or I finally get to go out to dinner or just have a fountain diet Coke guys. <laughs> God. Wow. I can't, I'm such a I, baby. I've been a little more out than you. Apparently. Um, I had, no. I actually had chilies to go this, this very evening for dinner. We've had a couple things like delivered because Bill's been quarantined for uh, two and a half weeks. He hasn't left the house. Um, so he's been needing some sense of normalcy. So like we've had a couple of things delivered and I'm like, just leave it on the porch. <laughs> I don't want to have contact with you because we're sick. <laughs> I always feel bad saying that. But um, but there I just love Diet Coke. I am sorry, guys. I stopped drinking it for like three months and everybody's like, it tastes so bad when you go back to it. No, it doesn't. It tastes just as refreshing as ever. I actually, um, I, I drink Coke Zero more, um, but yeah, I, I, same. I went a long time without soda, and I, I it tastes great. And right now, sometimes it it's like when I'm, I'm not eating sweets on the regular, although I did allow a major cheat day today because of anxiety. Um, 
I still worked out, but uh, I eat more sweets than normal. But um, soda is sometimes that that sugar, not sugar because I'm Coke Zero, but you know what I mean. Like it feels like yeah, I'm it it's sweet. Candy. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. But there's nothing like a fountain like soda. Like I don't know. So I'm just. I just and Bill and I don't even go out much, which is what sucks so bad. Um, and then, yeah. So here we are. I just want some sense of normalcy. How are you? Um, kind of same. My wife is still having to work. Um, go to work because she is a, a considered essential. Her job is essential because it is. They sell uh, food supplies and dog food and cat food and uh, farming supplies, which is all necessary uh, for any kind of normalcy to exist after this. Yes. Um, and even during so uh she's having to put herself at risk um every day which then puts us at risk and that's that's scares the bejesus out of me but you know it is what it is my job is online immediately um my school luckily we were ahead of the curve with online schooling we actually had already been kind of doing that i literally went to a school in detroit a few years ago uh who had oh yeah um mastered the flip classroom which was the idea that, that students do work from uh they like get digital lessons at home and then when they come to school they do their homework quote unquote and that way the teachers there to actually assist with the homework and it's more one-on-one oh, cool. um it's not it's it's very interesting in practice there's a lot of technical problems because the kids have to have access to that there's a reason homework doesn't work normally and then now you're asking them to watch like long-winded lecture videos it, it's not the best system but i've literally gone through training to do this type of thing so in that way i'm over prepared for the uh the switch to online um, I don't like, I like being home. I'm an introvert by no, you know, that's my default. And, and I also have way too much physical media of all types. Like I have video games that I haven't beaten movies to watch. I, we have access to like every streaming service. Um, I'm not saying I like, that's where my money goes is into entertainment. So I have plenty of things to do, um, yeah. at home and I, I'm, I have my very comfortable chair, but I, you know, I, I had, I lucked out. Um, you, listeners, you may know I've, I've lost a lot of weight over the last year. And I started getting worried that my gym routine was going to get messed up. So I, I dropped a little bit of money at Walmart on Monday um, and got a couple of kettlebells and a mat. And um, I already had an ab roller, like the little wheel thing. And then uh, I had a couple of dumbbells. And I'm very glad because like my gym closed, I think, two days ago. So I would not have been able to uh, to go. When I say Monday, it was a, oh, two, two Mondays ago by the time you're hearing this. Um, but so I've gotten a routine down there and I've actually started running outside, um, uh, which is different. Oh, my left knee hates me right now. Cause I've never really run. Are you running um, on the grass or on asphalt? Asphalt. Ooh, yeah. run on the grass. I, there's not really a lot of room for the running on the grass. Like there, well, I mean, there would be some gaps where I'd have no choice, but to run, uh, on the asphalt basically is what I'm saying. Okay. But I, I could start on the grass. I don't know. But yeah, uh, my left knee's been bugging me a little, but you know, um, and, and my daughter's struggling, I think the most, uh, she just got like super social and she's just about to turn 16. Um, all of her friends have cars now. And so like her being kind of more isolated and not being able to go and hang out is starting to, to get to her. Um, and to be fair, I, I have a, a Friday routine with, uh, three amazing people that, um, four amazing people, uh, I had to do some math, um, that I've been hanging out with like every Friday for the last, I don't know, three, four months. And uh, we've had to miss the last two. And that's been, I think, eating at all of us um, a little bit. So, you know, trying to get uh, 
the reality of our current situation is daunting. And I think it's one of those things where you, we've lived a pretty lucky life over 37 years for me. Um, when I look back, like where everything's mostly been good as a whole, like there's been bad moments and obviously some bad things have happened, but as an American in Florida, for the most part, minus a couple of hurricanes and nine 11, it's been mostly smooth sailing, you know, like yeah. the worst things are always like really like first world problems, you know, like, Oh, my girlfriend broke my heart or like, uh, you know, they were out of big Macs at McDonald's on free big Mac day. Or, you know what I mean? Like it was always stupid stuff that you would get upset over. This feels horribly oppressive at this point. Like there's yeah. no clear end in sight. We don't know how long this is going to be. And it's, it's scary. Especially. So like we lived in the country when I still lived in Lake Wales before we got our own apartment and we didn't have electricity for like three months, pretty much Holy crap. during those oh, three hurricane. hurricanes. Yeah. 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 So I that was pretty general. No, like, no, 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 no. They would get it like all set back up, but we lived on the like way out of town. So we were like the last ones to get our stuff turned back on and then we'd have another effing hurricane. And then like living out of coolers, no air conditioning, living in Florida with no air conditioning, even though that's how I grew up is so disgusting. But even still then, like we could go to a restaurant or something to cool off and just have a bite to eat. You know, and like now we don't even have that. Like, have all of your restaurants closed down except for like takeout or delivery? Yeah, you can't eat in any place right now. Um, some okay, it's either to go or delivery. Uh, we have a we just like maybe two or three months ago started getting like Grubhub and uh, Uber Eats oh, and all that stuff. Damn. So, mm -hmm. so we have like all of those services. I don't know how long they're gonna last. We have Instacart for like grocery delivery. Um. I don't know how long that will last. I don't know if those jobs are considered essential or not. Um, I, feel I feel like, like they should be. They should be. And like I, we were talking the other day and I couldn't get our groceries delivered. Like we're on severe lockdown in my house. Um, I didn't even go grocery shopping and I wasn't going to be able to get them delivered from Albertsons for more than a week. But I did end wow. up ordering from a uh, Fred Meyer, um, which I don't usually like shopping there, but. Uh, they have Instacart, so I just tipped my lady real well, and she was, like, super nice, and she had to substitute everything except for my produce, <laughs> which, you silly people, you still need to eat fresh produce. <laughs> um, oh, you know what shocked me? I went to Publix yesterday, actually, because um, I had to get my wife's prescription, and mm -hmm. uh, they, um, I expected, like, the crackers and the cookie aisle to be completely empty. And it yeah. wasn't. It was, like, actually almost full. Like, I'm like, what's wrong with crackers? Wow. Why is, like, no one eating crackers? But the thing that threw me off was sour cream was gone. Bitches are eating tacos. That's I eat taco salad almost exclusively uh, for lunch. Like, I, I buy a bag of shredded lettuce. I eat the whole bag of shredded lettuce. I do, like, half a cup of, uh, almost a cup of black beans, um, guacamole, salsa, and sometimes I don't even put cheese, but like a dollop of sour cream and I mix it all together. And it's just like really filling very, it's under 400 calorie, like taco salad. Right. And for me, a person who loves tacos, it's one of the most satisfying, like it feels like a cheat meal, but it's not, you know, mm -hmm. and not having sour cream yesterday at the store, like blew my mind. So I'm like, what the heck? And the, the thing that really made me laugh though, is the way Publix has it. So it's like all the eggs completely gone. Yeah. The sour cream is on the top half of the next section. The bottom half of that section is cottage cheese. 
completely full. Like nobody wants to mess with the cottage cheese. <laughs> I can't like, eat it. I like cottage cheese. I nope. am one of those people, but no. Nope. Um, Can I give you a yeah. cheat? You probably already sure. know about it, but like my family is like super healthy. Not me, but like <laughs> the family I'm married into, and they don't use sour cream at all. So anytime that we have something that requires sour cream, we just eat Greek yogurt. Like Interesting. Plain, I did not know that. Plain Greek yogurt. It's pretty close. Bill is not, and he doesn't like that at all. So I can't like buy it for our house, but it's legit. I will look into that. So plain Greek yogurt as a substitute mm-hmm. for sour cream. Interesting. I'm willing to try it because, uh, you know, I, I do like the, I don't even know what it is about the sour cream that I like so much in tacos, but I love it on tacos and or taco related content. Um, so not having it tomorrow is going to be kind of lame, but, we had to but, um, yeah, listeners, we, oh, see, I had, uh, well, we had chilies. Uh, to go as I mentioned, and um, I got they have they added uh, for their three for ten, not to the, the Chili's is not a sponsor, but um, they added the fajitas like for three for ten. Oh, right. Um, I love and fajitas. By three for ten. That's the appetizer drink and your entree, right? So the the fajitas comes with right. So I get uh, I like the chicken enchilada soup a lot. Sometimes I'll do a salad. Depends. I want the soup tonight. Um, and then I got the chicken, uh, you can get chicken or shrimp fajitas. Not that's it though. The steaks off the table. But, um, for me, I, I try to avoid red meat anyway. So I'm like, perfect. I got, I got chicken fajitas tonight though. And they're super, they weren't super busy, but like you could tell like they're super understaffed probably like they're keeping the staff low and there were like, it was steady. Like every, the guy was running out order after order after order curbside. And they got to us. We left, um, got home, opened up my stuff. They didn't give me any tortillas. Which I wanted the tortillas to be real, but at the same time, I probably didn't need the tortillas. So I was like, all right, this is just a sign that I'll just mix the rice and the beans and the fajita stuff. And I got like a fajita bowl, you know, and it was it was perfectly fine. And I did. I have some Tostitos chips. Uh, so I ate a few just like literally like six chips as like my my tortilla. But uh, it was still pretty good. I got to say I'm, I was still pretty happy with it. But nice. sorry, but because that. You're like you're saying you're having a hard time getting to do anything, so I apologize if that. We had me. pizza delivered yesterday. No, I have not had pizza in a very, very long time. <laughs> I know we try not to eat it, and Bill usually does low carb, but since he's been sick, thank God, because it's hard to like cook for my diet and for his diet. Yeah, like yeah, so, we're having this again for yeah, a week. It's that's been a challenge um, here, anyways, because like I, I am you know, trying still to eat healthy and, and exercise. I've ex- like, I've been going outside a lot more because that's the only place I can really walk now. And I'm trying Has to it walk been, more. Like disgustingly hot there. Um, It's up and down. Uh, It was hot. It, it's hot in the middle of the day. It's, it's actually pretty nice in the morning and in the, in the evening. Um, nice. But yeah, like if you walk at like two in the afternoon, it's, it's like 90 degrees, but in the morning there's a nice breeze. It's like 70 usually. And oh, nice. Evening, okay. It was, I walked, I walked for about, 25 minutes tonight i just walked like a mile after dinner and um it was uh you know it was it was warm enough i was sweating a little bit even though i wasn't putting like it wasn't a hard walk it was just like a little casual pace just to get some extra calories burned but um but yeah so um we'll move into uh what we've been watching listeners um which i've I've watched quite a bit because you know home (laughs) um 
let's start with you. And I, I assume I probably watch more. So what have uh, what you've been watching since the last time we recorded? Before? Yeah. Um, really, I'm almost done with all of the Robert Stack episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch something else. <laughs> I've watched it so many times. It'll be like, oh, is this the episode? And I'm like, yeah, I know. I've seen it like 12 times. It's fine. Um, and then <laughs> I watched two movies with uh, McKenna Grace in it this week. Um, oh. I completely, I just went ahead and restarted because I wasn't that far in. Uh, Annabelle Comes Home. And then I watched Troop Zero, which is streaming on oh. Amazon. And it's by Amazon Studios. Uh, it has some uh, melodramatic moments, but... I liked it. I like the cast a lot. Um, and sometimes we just need movies that kind of make us feel good. And also, yes, who doesn't love an underdog story? And she's just such a little cutie. So yeah, she's she's a great actress. Um, I didn't know that she was in that one. Actually, I need to watch it. Yeah, it's good. Um, and that is about it for me. I um I've been getting a lot more digital screeners. I often was a like, I was a, often reluctant to take a lot of them because sometimes when I get an email from them, they're not always the best screeners. Um, but I've taken more because you know I can't go to the theater now, so I'm just like, well, I want I want some new movies that other people haven't seen yet, so might as well do the screeners. Um, and I won't be able to talk about all of them yet. Uh, but I can talk about this one. Um, so this is going back to the seventeenth. Um, I watched Banana Split uh, from 2018. Oh. Um, it is it, technically it's 2018, but it's just it was like in um, you know like film festivals. It's just getting uh, released on VOD this week. Um, it's, it stars Hannah Marks. It's also co-written with her, um, and Dylan Sprouse is uh, in it. Um, Li- Liana Liberto and there's somebody else. Oh oh oh. Um, you know I'm a big Friends fanatic. Uh, yes. Uh, Susan, who is Ross's ex-wife's new wife, um, in in the series, oh, as yeah. the mom in this movie, and she's so great in this freaking movie. Banana Split is awesome. Like it's super funny. Um, it's a very fresh kind of comedy. Uh, the like the first five minutes is this like a really long extended montage where you see their whole relationship of her and Dylan Sprouse, and it ends with them breaking up right before they go off to college, and that's like fifteen minutes. That's the movie's not about them as much as it is about his new girlfriend, and more importantly, how they the new girlfriend and his ex girlfriend, who is our main character, become best friends. And it's such a unique, weird story and fun. And it's but they know that they know about this, but he doesn't know that they're they've made like friends. It's it's so good. It's super funny. It's got the dinner sequences with um the main girl. Uh, the the actress I said who played Susan, whose name actually is Susan in this movie, which I cannot think it's an accident, it has to be on purpose. Um, and the the uh, sister are hilarious. Like they're some of the funniest exchanges of dialogue ever. Like they're so great and awkward. Um, I I had a blast watching it. it again. It'll be on VOD on the twenty seventh. So if you're stuck at home and you got three extra bucks or whatever, it's usually around three to five to rent a new movie. Um, I highly recommend Banana Split. It is definitely going to earn the R rating um, for a lot of swearing, but it is hilarious. Um, I watched the movie we're going to be talking about in a moment, I Love You to Death. Uh, then I watched a film I'm going to say the name of, but I can't give any opinions on because I'm under embargo till April 20th. Um, it's called True History of the Kelly Gang. Uh, look forward to my review of that. That's all I can say. 
Um, you mentioned the uh, needing of comfort films and such. Um, I watch Pitch Perfect because that movie makes me happy. Um, I watched Back to the Future. I actually finished Back to the Future. I started watching it like two weeks ago, but got distracted, had to turn it off, and hadn't gone back to it, so I finished it the other day. Um, I watched a movie called Wreck um, from 2007 uh, because uh, I started another, kind of didn't start a new podcast, but Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. We've started a miniseries calling it Bantpocalypse Now. <laughs> and uh, we're watching movies that deal with apocalyptic themes, the end of the world, dystopian and Wreck was the first one, uh, and uh, the second one was Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, which was a rewatch for me, but Matt had never seen. Uh, I watched Wreck for the first time. Matt had seen it before. Um, unfortunately, watching Wreck, it's a Spanish film, but for some reason, all the digital services only have an English dub, and it's awful. What? It's a really bad dub, uh, and I much rather would have watched it in Spanish. Um, and then I also found out the movie Quarantine is an American remake of Wreck, and oh. so it, it makes even less sense that they don't have the Spanish version of Wreck since there's an American version of the movie. But nonetheless, uh, could not get it in Spanish, so I had to watch this poorly dubbed film, but still good. Um, are you guys dub is not good. Doing like one movie a week? Uh, we that? are. We're, there are many episodes, so they're no more okay. than 25 to 30 minutes. Um, we're recording two at a time. And oh, because nice. we're both on lockdown, uh, we're, we have a little bit of extra free time. So uh, we recorded nice. two on... I think Saturday and we released the, no, I think it was Friday. Uh, we released the first episode this past Sunday. Um, and then I'll be releasing them like at least two a week. Uh, but we're recording our contagion and outbreak episodes, uh, Tuesday evening, I think is our plan. Um, if everything goes smoothly, um, which that leads into, I watch contagion movies way too on point and scary. Uh, after I watched that, I needed something to cleanse my palate because I was having anxiety attacks. Um, so I watched, I watched that thing you do. I love that movie. It's such a comfort movie for me, except that then I re realized that Tom Hanks has, Hanks. has, yeah, the coronavirus. So that like kept me thinking about it. Um, and, uh, and then when Jimmy gets sick at the end of the movie, I was like, he's got the coronavirus. Um, Tom Hanks uh, must be protected. <laughs> the hunt. Uh, I watched the hunt this morning. Cause that is now available on VOD. And I am, uh, 20 minutes left of outbreak, uh, from 1995. And man, I like Dustin Hoffman a lot. He is overacting like hell in Outbreak. Like he is so big and crazy in this movie. I, I'm just like, what happened? Mm. But um, I also watched some TV, Corey, because I've had uh, I'm home, <laughs> so I've been throwing stuff on in the background, like just to to like work or play. I've been playing Pokemon Sword a lot, and um, I watched all of the The Outsider on HBO. The that is the uh, oh, Ben yeah. Mendelsohn's. Uh, uh, Cynthia Erivo, Jason Bateman's in it, um, based on a Stephen King novel. Uh, I really, really like that show. It was very cool. Um, that's ten episodes, and I watched it in two days. So there's a lot of a lot of binge watching that I don't normally do, but I did. And then I watched all of all ten episodes of High Fidelity on Hulu, um, in also like I think three days. Uh, so I watched a lot of more TV in the last five days than I've la I've watched TV in like the last five years. So yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I really liked High Fidelity a lot. I'm a big fan of the movie. In fact, if you are a longtime listener of this podcast, you probably have listened to our top five movie podcast. That fr framing of top five was from my love of High Fidelity. And um, I was a little concerned with um, Zoe Kravitz being the lead, uh, not because it was a female lead, just she's not 
I've not really seen her as like the central character in anything before. She's usually like a ancillary character. Um, but man, she she got uh, Rob. She's still Rob, but she's Robin. But everyone calls her Rob. Um, uh, perfect. Like she, just she's really spot on, like cast, and she does a terrific job with the show. Um, I was also curious how much of the show would would follow the premise of the film, and it is very very close to the film. Uh, some obviously a lot of things have modernized. Um, there are moments that are like almost completely recreated and then other things are, are different. The biggest change obviously is the gender swapping, um, you know, that she's now a girl and that means instead of ex boyfriends it is exes because it is modern. So she did have at least one relationship with a girl uh, as opposed to it all being guys. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, if you are a fan of high fidelity, I highly recommend checking out the series. If you have Hulu, um, it's definitely super enjoyable. And I think that leads us to our movie of the week. So, I Love You to Death is from uh, 1990. Um, it stars Kevin Klein, Tracy Ullman, uh, Joan Plowright, River Phoenix, William Hurt, Keanu Reeves. That's a bit of a statement to say it stars him. Mm-hmm. He's in it. Um, uh, it's directed by Lawrence Kasdan. Uh, and it was written by somebody, I thought. Maybe it's just Kasdan. Oh, it's John Kostmeyer. Kostmeyer. Okay. That's not showing up on Letterboxd like it normally does. Oh, well, you know, sometimes things fail us. Um, No, that's fine. Uh, The plot synopsis is um, Joey Boca is the owner of a pizza parlor located in Tacoma, Washington, and has been married to Rosalie for years. Rosalie is horrified to discover that Joey is a womanizer and has been cheating on her for a long time based on a true story of Francis and Anthony Toto. Really? This is based on a true story? I did not know that. It's at the beginning. I must have not been looking at the screen. (laughs) Oh, no, it says this is based on a true story, and then it, the lettering like spins, and I'm like, mm. I mean, technically we could say that every movie is based on a true story, so. True, and that might be why I didn't take it, uh, like, I might have even saw it and just like shrugged it off, because I literally, I, I said I watched the movie the, the True History of the Kelly Gang, and that movie starts off immediately saying none of this is true. Oh. So it's like, wait a minute the title is okay all right then so i can't say any more about that movie i'll probably get in trouble it's fine um they can't come and get me uh so um no because they should be staying at home that's right uh if you've never listened to the show before the premise we we pick a theme we pick a movie one of us has to have never seen it in this case i believe neither of us had ever seen this one right right oh um now a little history for me i i tend to like kevin klein I haven't seen a lot of his films, but the ones that I've seen, I tend to enjoy him. Um, I was a big fan of Tracy Ullman when I was a kid. My mom and I used to watch her show on Tracy TV. That's where show. The, yeah, and that's where The Simpsons originated. Um, and I, I saw them. From, I've been literally a Simpsons fan since the Tracy Ullman show because my mom loved that show. And and uh, like I'm a big fan of Robin Hood Men in Tights, and she plays Latrine, the witch character in that movie. Um, so I tend to like her, and I liked her a lot in this movie. Um River Phoenix, uh, I had not seen a lot of his films before. Um, he's not, he's in this one. I, I was happy to see he was a bigger character than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. But he's, he's still not a main character in this film. It's really comes down to uh, Klein and Ullman for sure. But his role is vital and he plays, so he gets some major scenes in the film. And it's a bigger, way bigger part than uh, Sneakers. Agreed, like we, yes. He gets a lot more screen time. 
yeah, definitely more vital to the, the overall plot in this one. Um, but so we start with just our kind of general take on the movie, and then we'll get into spoilers, uh, giving you plenty of a heads up. So if you haven't watched this yet, don't worry. We won't spoil anything until we tell you we're going to. Um, Corey, first time seeing this, what'd you think? Um, you know, I, I'm kind of like hung up about it. I okay. think that there were some kind of interesting choices made, um, but I did like seeing River Phoenix more in this one, um, and I just felt like it was probably him. Like, you know, sometimes when you see a movie and you just think that that really is how the person is. Oh, you think that's just like him being <laughs> yeah, him? That's just him. Yeah. Um, I also like Tracy. I used to watch Tracy Ullman show too. Wasn't that on HBO? Like, I don't think so. Cause we watched it. I, remember... I don't remember. How... Well, it's possible we had HBO like illegally somehow. Okay. <laughs> Because we definitely didn't have the money to have HBO. Because I remember watching that before we moved in with my grandma, and my mom was a bartender who was like scraping by when when I before we moved in with my grandma. So I I can't imagine us having HBO unless it was not legal. You know what I mean? Like someone hooked us up or something. But fair. Um, I feel like we're just gonna have to talk about this movie more. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I didn't hate it. Um, I thought it had a very interesting ending. It did yeah, feel that's... longer. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say that's one of the, th the things that makes this hard to talk about is it is a dark comedy, right? Like, yeah, super dark comedy. And I didn't know how dark it was going to go. And that's where I'm not sure where it would become a spoiler. Like, there's a part in the plot that is not included in that summary I read um, that feels like it kind of came out of nowhere, except it's in the title at the same time. Like... <laughs> You know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying not yeah. to say it without, with, I'm trying to say it without saying it. Um, yeah. And, and that's where, like, I was shocked. But uh, as far as the cast goes, um, I, I, I thought Klein was good, except I don't know if this type of role would, would fly today because he's playing a very stereotypical Italian guy. And they, like, color his skin. I, yeah it's dark he has definitely tanned more than normal and it's not a good italian accent it's like a super stereotypical it's like, like mario it is so much and he's a plumber too like i totally thought like which which uh 90s italian plumber is better like bob hoskins <laughs> is mario mario or <laughs> kevin klein is a joey boca like he might be a better mario than mario um like, but is yeah, he really it, a plumber, or is he just checking out her pipes? Sorry. Yeah, right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. He, I mean, he's not a plumber. The implication really is that he is uh, an entrepreneur. He does, you know, he owns a building. He has a pizza place. Um, he's a plumber for the. He's the super, so he has to repair things that break. Um, and they're just scraping by, and he's kind of, he's kind of a jerk to his wife, right? Like kind of a jerk. Okay, I wanted to punch him in the fucking face. Excuse my language. Ooh, Corey Ooh, went to the sorry. Um, fast. Um, uh, yeah, you know, he's he's not a good guy, but he's also likable to a degree. Like, there's, like, a charm about him, right? Like, because he's, like, fast-talking, and he's complimentary, and he's he's he doesn't give you a chance to fully grasp everything he's doing wrong right away. It becomes clear. 
uh, when you find out that he's a womanizer and that he's apparently a womanizer with a lot of different women. I mean, I guess you start with that, right? Like the opening sequence is him at the uh, in the confessional, right? Yeah. And like, <laughs> can't even keep up with who, how many women he's cheated, how many times. In yeah, the within the weeks. last ten days. Yeah, or yeah, fourteen days. And that scene's kind of weird because it it almost felt like it was a later scene that we were like coming in cold on. Uh, and that we were going to catch up to, like that he was repenting for something that he got caught or whatever. And that was not the case. He was just repenting to repent. And that it just was our way of immediately knowing he's a womanizer, like just to let us know, like, no, this guy's don't like him. He, you're going to want to like him because he's charming. He's Kevin Klein, even despite the, the very stereotypical um, Italian persona he's putting on. You're going to want to like him because he is still charming. And that's why other people like him, why he's able to get all the girls and why um devo river phoenix character who knows or at least suspects that he's cheating on his wife uh won't outright say it he just kind of hints at it um i want to say too uh casting of joan plowright as uh ullman's mother the first time i saw her i thought it was tracy ullman playing a double role like the very first time like when we were introduced to her i'm like is that tracy ullman in old lady makeup and i was like no it's not totally like good casting because they they seem related for real like totally did oh that's how i know her so well she played martha wilson and dennis and menace oh yeah totally i love the the, the one with um yeah the with um Is it walter oh my God. walter Ma- walter matthew her. was not coming yeah no that's him that's and christopher okay. lloyd's the villain Oh yeah, oh, Leah Thompson's Leah Thompson's his mom in that movie. Yeah. I didn't put the Back to the Future connection together there. That's really cool. I used to watch that movie all the time when I was in like middle school. My sister wouldn't even let it rewind all the way. I grew up on the the black and white TV series like reruns, so I was like a huge fan when that movie came out already. So and the the comic book or not the comic book but the comic strip, I used to read oh, yeah. every Sunday morning. Uh, aging myself so um <laughs> i i like the movie though i i found it to be uh laughable um it it's i felt it's wrong laughing per- sometimes though i like dark comedy though and like <laughs> i i was I, i'm still questioning whether or not this movie is okay now because of the, the it's definitely a little offensive there are actual italian actors they could have got exactly um no they did not exist in 1990 john <laughs> yes no i i get that um I also I liked uh, when Keanu Reeves and William Hurt show up. I enjoyed them very much. Um, <laughs> William Hurt. It's funny because William Hurt is playing very against type, and Keanu is like leaning even more into the type that he was originally being cast as, like the the burnout. Like he is hardcore burnout. This is probably the most burnt out Keanu Reeves I've ever seen on screen, <laughs> and that's saying something because he is a burnout in a lot of things. Like I mean, come on, Ted, even like right? Bram Stoker's Dracula. No, I'm kidding. In there, no. Um, <laughs> I still love that movie, and I will defend it till I die. I know people love it. I don't get it. Um, but I think it's probably time that we go right into our uh, our spoiler review. Um, I liked it. Corey's on the fence about it. Uh, and again, I'm admitting, like maybe I probably maybe I liked it a little too much, given that I think it's problematic. But oh, sorry, guys, I'm old. Um, so from here on out, we're going to talk about this movie in great detail. You have been warned. So the, the big twist in this film is that, uh, they are going to kill Joey when Tracy finds out, or well, I'm sorry, when Rosalie 
finds out that he's cheating on her uh, in in a library. She finds out of all. Dude, places. here's what I don't get. You don't poop where you eat, and he does that stuff in his pizza restaurant, where his wife is with him all the time. He gets phone calls. He has women yeah. coming in, and oh, I'm just looking. You better not look at any damn body. Well, <laughs> Let me know. The, the woman that was um. Did you recognize the woman that came to rent the apartment? Yeah. And now they... Uh, Heather, uh... No. Heather Graham. Heather like, Graham. Su- super young Heather Graham. year old. Yeah, I was like... I'm looking at her, I'm like, that looks like Heather Graham, but there's no way that's Heather Graham. I'm like, oh shit, it's Heather Graham. Like, look at that. I'll be darned. Um, Because this has got to be one of our, like, first movies. Um, But, uh... Yeah, it's, um... He, he definitely does not do anything to like take precautions and of course she doesn't find out there though she just thinks that's guys flirt you know it's fine um and that was a 90s attitude i think that like was expected for women to have which was wrong uh but i think it it, to me it feels wrong like you know guys like it's okay it's like "Mm, be respectful to your woman maybe you know don't but um especially because it was he was definitely more than looking even when she didn't know like he was still being way too like commenting and it's a very early 90s movie right like a a lot of this does not hold up well um because he's beyond a womanizer his behavior is for basically forgive ask for forgiveness by his wife to devo because devo has got the right call like he's like this isn't cool man i i I want your opinion though do you feel like devo was supposed to be a gay character Mm -hmm. like to me some of the mannerisms that he exhibited felt more feminine in nature, but like early nineties, like alluding to homosexuality, but not, not out of the closet yet. I didn't think that at all. Okay. Um, I, well, part of it was the way he, he said he loved Rosaline, but I didn't take, it never felt like it was genuine. Maybe because I just couldn't believe that river Phoenix would love Tracy Ullman. Um, and I know that's not the case, but like, there's such an age difference there that mm-hmm. I took it as more of like, she's my girlfriend, girlfriend, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's my friend who's a girl, not as my love interest kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like the character read very feminine and um, not in the, again, thinking from a 90s perspective, like early 90s, uh, having a gay friend character for the wife makes sense like that is a traditional rom-com stereotype and while they don't fully say that he's gay there's a lot of things like even when he's holding the gun to shoot him um granted killing somebody if you're not a killer should make you uncomfortable and nervous but they played it more like like oh holding a gun is not okay you know like i'm not it's too masculine for me like that's how it felt to me um i may have totally misread that character's performance but um I don't know. That was because uh, I feel like they even like they whenever they would talk about him like getting a girl. I think Kevin Klein like there's a scene where they're in the car together, um, and he's like, "What? Well, we got to get you a girl." And he's like, "No, no," or whatever. Like I, I don't know. It just felt like that was what they were like hinting at without outright saying it. But hmm. I just thought he was genuinely interested in Rosalie because even when she's trying to set him up with Heather Graham's character, he's like, "Hmm." Yeah. I don't know. I think he was like the polar opposite of Joey. For sure. Definitely on that side of it, right? Yeah. 
because he doesn't like that she's being disrespected either. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, so they decide to kill him, and that's where it gets really funny because first, uh, uh Naja uh, is that how you say the mom's name? I, like, I don't know if that was, uh, no, I thought it was Nadia, but it, I can't remember what they Jay. Yeah, I thought they had like a like a name gotcha. for like mom, like yeah. But anyways, she hires a guy to kill him, and he tries to attack him with a baseball bat, and I think a he says a Lincoln mask. Yes, but, <laughs> but it wasn't Lincoln, right? Like I, I feel like I couldn't see the mask well, but yeah, I it was feel Lincoln. Like it, okay, I thought it was. The, I thought that was the joke. I thought it was a different president, and then he called it Lincoln. Um, you know, because he's not American. That's I thought that was what they were going for there too, but maybe I just I watched this. Over, almost a week ago so maybe that's my problem here is my brain is just like nah um, he just won't die no and that's the, the dark humor right is that they they should have this guy should have died like four times um and won't he gets shot in the head yeah by a, a, a low caliber gun mind you but nonetheless does not die well first they try to poison his ass with like yes. three three bottles or something of Sleeping pills. Yeah, and then they overspiced the spaghetti sauce that they put it in. Um, <laughs> and he loved it. It was his favorite thing ever. Yeah, he ate, just like, like three mom's. balls of it. Yeah, um, and then so then they get Devo to come over to help, and he shoots him in the head, but he doesn't <laughs> die again. So then they recruit William Hurt character um, Harlan, and Keanu Reeves is his cousin Marlin, Harlan, and Marlin. Jesus. Um, get out of here <laughs> and uh they come over and they're gonna shoot him and they have this it's i i find them to be very very funny again w- william hurt playing very against type uh keanu reeves leaning into it even more being like a super stoner where he's like literally spaced out multiple times and they forget things every five seconds and it's it's a bit much but it's still funny it's stupid comedy and it doesn't like it's very of the time that it came out. Like it feels very much like a 1990 movie in every way. Um, again, even with Keanu being this like burnout, um, this is before Point Break, and where he would get a, it's still a burnout character in Point Break, but like a functional burnout character. He's more like you know I'm smart, but I probably did some weed in college, and so I'm a little bit slow sometimes. Oh god. Um, <laughs> versus like this guy who's like he's on drugs. I think the entire time he's on. Screen. What's with that like? Yeah, in that bald spot, that badly shaved hair. Oh, his style is so weird. He's got a nose ring in this too, which oh, some yeah. girl on Letterbox is like freaking out about. Um, just looking at the reviews that somebody typed up, but uh, you know, so Joey, once he like they get him to the hospital, uh, they th- everyone's arrested, and then he doesn't press any charges um he feels guilty he feels like this is a sign he somehow survives being shot in the, oh we forgot he's shot in the chest i love that sequence when they're doing the pledge of allegiance trying to figure out where to put the where the heart is and then he still shoots him in the wrong side <laughs> um and kevin klein's like ob- oblivious that he's dying like he does not understand that he thinks he has a stomach virus um i i found a lot of that to be very very funny um and again it's darkly funny uh, because the guy kind of you, you don't feel bad, 
and then they play it like it's a cartoon you know like he's not he's not dying he's every like it's like the piano falling on wiley coyote and he just sits up and smiles with the piano keys in his mouth you know it's that kind of cartoonish like movie and if you can get on board with that i think it's very entertaining and if you can't get on board with that this movie's gonna be stupid and you're gonna hate it because it's it's kind of like you either accept it at its premise or you you revile at it and i i was on it it was a day i kind of needed to laugh you know things it was like the second day we were home um second or third day we were home from from the uh the coronavirus and stuff so it was like trying to be like okay i'm just gonna watch a movie and get ready for for the podcast and so i was in need of something lighthearted. so i i enjoyed it for the most part again i don't think it's a masterpiece or anything like but if it were on i would totally throw it like in the background just to watch it uh i don't think i'll actively do that but like you know like back in the day when like stuff would be on tbs or whatever yes with a million commercials yeah, this would totally be a movie I would leave on while I was, like, doing other stuff. I don't generally watch movies that way anymore, but, you know, I, I don't regret getting this for pretty cheap. And uh, River Phoenix is, again, really good. It's been, um, I think that's, unless you have anything else you want to say about I Love You to Death, we should talk about kind of the overall month of River Phoenix movies before we completely wrap up the podcast. Mm, nope. All right, I'm going to go decent watch uh, for this. I think... Um, Leaning towards the positive, though, because I, I enjoyed it more than I didn't. Um, what about you? I'll just go with the solid, decent watch. There you go. That's that's a, a good way to end. So looking back at the month of River Phoenix, um, we watched five River Phoenix movies this month. Uh, we saw, again, um, Dogfight, Stand By Me, Sneakers, Running On Empty, and I Love You To Death. Uh, for me, um, the only other River Phoenix movie I'd seen before this, to my knowledge, um, is uh, My Own Private Idaho, which we watched, I think, a year ago, maybe two, um, for this very podcast. And I, I am uh, so impressed with him as an actor. And obviously, other people had been saying that for years. It's not like we've discovered something. But for no, me, I discovered something. Um, I, one, I discovered Dogfight. I, I had not heard of that movie at all. Really, really loved that movie. Um, the only movie of the, that we watched this month that I didn't like a lot was Sneakers. And I'm disappointed because I'm a, I am kind of a Robert Redford fan at this point. So I really wanted to like love Sneakers. Didn't hate Sneakers, but I, I was not blown away by it. Um, but I love Stand By Me, love Dogfight, love Running On Empty. And I thought I Love You To Death was solid. Um, so overall, I'm, I'm really happy with this month, especially after the slightly disappointing Anton Yelchin month because we'd already seen the best of Yelchin. Um, there's still a few River Phoenix movies out there that we have not seen that I'd like to check out. There's like a Western one um, that I'm intrigued by because I, I, I tend to like if Westerns. If you can find that one, please. Yeah. Dark Blood. Yeah, that's the hard part is I think that that's one of the, the rare ones. But um, overall, I had, a, I had a good time with this month. Now, what about you? Um, same. I also didn't really like Sneakers. I thought it was too long. Um, mm. But, and I loved stand by me although i yeah. felt like that movie was much longer when i was a kid i was like oh an hour and 30 yeah. minutes in fact most like... of like okay. this month i was like dog fights i think 90 minutes on like almost on the dot stand by me is like 90 minutes um i love you to death is like 92 minutes and i running on empty may have been a little long that may have been almost two hours sneakers was like two hours and 10 minutes or something and that was too long like it it, it could have ended like way earlier um but yeah, Stand By Me um, was one I did see as a kid. I have not seen it since then until we watched it for this uh, month. And 
man, that that movie is excellent. I, I really, really like that in every way. The the young cast, seeing people who I'm now like, you know, um, I, Will Wheaton and Jerry O'Connell and Feldman, I guess, was kind of the weakest link out of those four, which is saying something because Jerry O'Connell now not so good right like nobody really thinks of jerry o'connell is like oh he's pumping out the good work now but he's really good in the role in stand by me for sure and i like him in a few other movies and then um will wheaton has had a big resurgence in the last 10 years and uh i really i really like him actually quite a bit so um glad to finally get that checked off my adult viewing list hmm. well Anything else you want to add about Phoenix Rising? Um, there's one more movie that I might see if we can fit it in somewhere that I like a lot that I want you to watch. Oh, well, the thing called Love. Okay, I don't think it is anymore. Um, it's the one that we talked about with uh, Dermot Mulroney. I feel like his name is so hard to say. Uh, (laughs) Samantha Mathis. Oh, yes. It's where they're, like, in Nashville trying to become, break into the country music business. Um, yes. I, when I watched it, it was streaming on Netflix, but no longer. It is not. Um, it looks like it is uh, only available to rent or buy digitally right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I will look into to getting a hold of this one. Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, that name is something. Um, right like like when i read it i oh. can i can just say it like dermot mulroney but then and, and sandy b man sandra bullock's in that one. Oh yeah it's um, i thought i just watched it because he's in it and then it ended up being pretty good oh just want to say i i got a uh email while we were doing this podcast for um another screener that I'm not going to take, but this, this is the uh, subject line time traveling assassin, sci-fi rom-com. I won't even say the name of the movie. Cause I don't want to like diss the movie directly, but things like that. I'm just immediately like, if that's, if you need that many adjectives to try to sell me on the idea, something's wrong. Like calm, calm yourself down. Um, just saying movie PR people. Uh, but all right, folks, um, that does it for Phoenix Rising. It was a good month following uh, Love Antosha, which, side note, Love Antosha, the documentary we, we reviewed in December of last year um, as part of our Through the Cracks theme and that inspired us to do the Love Antosha month in February. Um, uh, that documentary is now streaming free on Amazon Prime. Hey, hey, no excuses, guys. Yeah, if you are at all a fan of Anton Yelchin, like if you saw the the J.J. Abrams Star Trek trilogy, although he didn't do the third one, Justin Lin, I think, directed the third one, um, which is the funnest of the three. Uh, that freaking scene at the end is so cool. But um, uh, or if you like Green Room or Jeremy Saulnier, uh, you know, if we're a big fan of Saulnier. Um, or if you are a fan of Fright Night or Odd Thomas, two movies of Anton's that I absolutely love. Uh, or any of his other films. If you're a fan um, and you feel like he left us too early, that documentary is definitely worth your time. Um, it's one that I really wanted to teach, but Anton has a real weird dark side that <laughs> I, I that's in the documentary that I can't, uh, in good faith, show my students. Um, but that's that. Um, check that out. Uh, you can 
again, we're going to be doing for the month of April 2020, uh, we're going to be looking at movies and streaming services. So those services for us include Netflix, um, Amazon Prime, Hulu, uh, Shudder, and there's a oh Disney Plus. Um, so if you have access to any of those, keep an eye out. We're going to be posting what movies we're going to be reviewing um, next month uh, on Letterbox.com or Twitter or Instagram. So you can follow me at Burke Reviews on all three of those services, or of course go to BurkeReviews.com. And Corey, where can they follow you? Um, at Corey R Star, two R's in the end. And she does not actually use Letterbox. I don't know why. It'd be so easy, and she just refuses. I do. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, follow me on Letterbox for sure. I, I keep all sorts of stuff up there, li- lists, and uh, I post everything. I've kept my diary going. I think solid for like at least three years now. I think I started like actively using the diary feature in 2017. Um, oh, nice. And I've never stopped. I don't think I've ever not logged a movie. Um, every once in a while, if there's a movie that I'm like, I don't want my students to know that I watched that documentary. I won't post it, but that's like happened twice. Um, because like, and there's a horror movie called teeth that oh, yeah. you and Mike talked about. I really want to watch it, but I, like, I've honestly not watched it. Cause I feel like I would have to log it. And I don't want people to know that I watched it because it sounds so messed up. <laughs> it's so <laughs> great, though. It's, I know. It's I don't. It used to be on Netflix, I think, for a long time. Yeah, it comes and goes. It was on Prime for a bit too, and it's like yes, yeah, so I've had chances to watch it, and I'm like, but then I gotta post it on Letterbox, and then it's a cautionary tale. Who cares? I've never heard anyone say that it's a terrible movie. No, no, yeah, uh, just the, the subject matter is it's like. I don't know. Um, maybe I just need to know. Oh, God, I'm going to add that to my list for this for watching this year because you oh, haven't God, seen it. No. <laughs> All right. Well, I won't I add to, any more. Yeah, if you, as long as it's not like Sallow, I think it's okay. But um, Ooh, isn't that Sallow. one that, that Mike talked about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, Ever since he brought it up, I'd never heard of it before. And now it's like constantly Everywhere. in my periphery. Like literally somebody watched it today on like somebody I follow on Letterboxd, which I follow like a lot of film critics on letterbox so i yeah, who knows who it was at this point but oh my I was god like, I oh what why would you watch that right now <laughs> <laughs> same reason why we're watching contagion and you know i guess um but like uh, oh <laughs> but um reminder <laughs> listeners uh if you haven't already subscribe to bloody awesome movie podcast uh matt and i do monthly episodes where we review the big four movies we decide of the month um, as well as we've done a best of the decade episode recently, and now we're doing the Bampocalypse now. Um, I also want to plug our merch uh, site. If you go to uh, BurkeReviews.com and click support and click on merch, uh, you will go to T Public, and we have a bunch of stuff. You can get Burkebuster shirts or stickers or mouse pads, notebooks. Um, Burkebuster is a, a thing I use with my students where they can rent movies from me. Um, I also, uh, for free, for free, they don't pay for it, but they, it's like, like a library, but with movies. Um, and then I have, uh, uh stuff from movie astrology, another podcast I should plug that I do with Matt also, but that's on Matt's podcast. Um, uh, but search movie astrology that's hosted from what I watch tonight.co.uk. I um, think that we need to take just a moment because my favorite thing is the amazing photoshops that Matt does. Yes. Uh, Matt and, and I pose. Um, and we now we have two. Uh, we have the Wayne's World themed uh, shirt from when we did the year 1992, because that's what movie astrology is. We do a year in cinema. And then we have um, the most recent 1973 episode where it's uh, Matt and I are with the um, the Exorcist. And uh, we've got just the movie astrology logos. We got the Burke Reviews logo. Um, I'm going to be doing something with Movie Club. I think I haven't run this by you, but since we're on the podcast, why not do it here, Corey? I was thinking of doing like 
almost like a concert tee for ours where we have like the different hashtags for each month um like all the themes on the back of the shirt oh and it just says like movie club on the front i thought that would be cool like you know 20 2019 and then have like all the themes that we did in 2019 and then have one for 2018 and one for this year even though we haven't finished the year we already have all of our themes mostly laid out i might have to wait now because we just this is the first time we've ever changed one um like in the middle of like the podcasting thing but you know the world's changing we have to change with it so (laughs) um that's it listeners uh if you like what you're what we're doing you can support us by buying merch or um just rating us on itunes or spotify or wherever you get your podcast to help other people find us more people listen the more likely uh we can start making a little extra money for what we do um you know we buy at the very least we just want to break even with the movies that we buy in order to do the podcast we love talking to each other and talking about movies and hopefully you like listening to us um and if you do thank you for that uh, stay healthy. Please practice social distancing. Um, if you if you doubt how severe this can be, watch Outbreak and watch Contagion because, my God, is it horrifying. Um, or I just heard, I forget what country it is, but they've ran out of places for the bodies. So apparently they're putting them in ice rinks. So it's serious. Yeah, that that's a horrifying visual. Um, our medical staff, I'm sorry, but our no, medical no. staff does not have the resources to even take care of themselves, taking care of you. Stay home. Yeah, if, if you don't need to go out or if you're not an essential employee, stay home. Um, if you feel sick, stop going to work. Uh, this is that time where we have to learn from our mistakes. This is We've been driven in America to uh, not call in when we feel bad, to go to work despite feeling sick, and that is why it's spreading so rapidly because people are no no it's fine i'm not that sick you are that sick and that's the problem um if you don't want everyone else to get it you got to stay home and uh again if you don't have it stay away from everybody you know only go out when you have to um we shouldn't have to make our government find us like i don't know if you heard Corey, but uh the uk where our buddy matt who i do the two podcasts with um they they're prime minister announced today that they're going on like a severe lockdown they're only allowed to exercise for one hour i think uh once a day they can leave their house and then they can go to only grocery store doc like medical assistance or pharmacy and um it's going to be enforced by fines by the police so like they've got to start doing that here well and that's what i'm i'm hoping that if we can do it ourselves we don't have to get to that point if we can just stop abusing the system and stop hoarding everything everybody calm the crap down um maybe we don't have to get to the point where the police have to find us to do the right thing so um in this time please social distance stay healthy stay away from others and keep watching movies this has been a burke reviews podcast burke reviews.com